This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. I am delighted to be back with you for another podcast episode. How are you? We are into summer officially. I guess not 100% officially, but anything after Memorial Day feels like official summer to me. I love this time of year. I love actually the month of May, which we are out of, but I'm still basking in all the things I love about May. And one of those things is my children's birthday. So I want to tell you a little bit about my daughter's birthday. And she turned seven this year. And as you can imagine, life is still a little bit not what it normally is. And so we decided to do a party for her that just included family, all of whom have been vaccinated and just a handful of her cousins. And it was an amazing, amazing experience. But I have to tell you, it did not come without some... (laughs) mindset work and determination and commitment on my part. So to start off, my husband and I have drastically different ideas, beliefs, preferences when it comes to celebrating. I like all of the things, all of it. He likes minimal things, right? He likes homemade cards, homemade meals, and no presents. I like all of the fanfare. I want the cake. I want the balloon. I want the most dramatic and exquisite card. I want all the things. And at some points in our marriage, this has been a really difficult thing, specifically when it came to celebrating our children. And we had to negotiate with each other, or mostly me negotiating with him very early on, because he was the one in charge of the finances. (laughs) So now we are in a very different place in life and in our marriage. And I have plenty of finances to use in the way that I would like to use. So as I'm planning my daughter's birthday, I'm thinking of all of the things she has told me that she wanted. She wanted a bouncy castle. She wanted Elsa to be real. That was one of her, like she has three things in life that are her wishes right now. And one of them was that Elsa was real, which for us parents means an Elsa appearance at the party. She wanted unicorn theme. So to me, that obviously means she wants 
an elaborate, beautiful unicorn cake and all the other things, right? So I sold myself on creating this experience for her and creating this experience for me because I derive so much joy out of celebrating, out of having amazing gatherings, and out of watching my children be so, so happy. So I sold myself on it. I sold myself on every aspect of everything that she wanted. She also, like two days before, was like, oh, I really want this Elsa dress, right? Which is a different dress than the other Elsa dress she already has from her birthday last year. All of that to say that as I was making decisions about this party and recognizing that my husband wasn't going to like it, right? It wasn't his thing. It wasn't the way he would like to be using money. And all along, it required me to, one, focus on creating the experience in the future. It, you know, required that I really think about what would be the benefits, even if he wasn't going to be as enthusiastic about things like, could I allow myself to be enthusiastic? Could I allow myself to love it as much as my daughter and my mom did? Cause my mom came up for it as well. And I just had to trust that it would be okay. It would be okay with me if he, you know, wasn't thrilled. It would be okay with me if he enjoyed it. Like all of it would just be okay. And so this was the constant sort of like tape background track in my brain as I was making these decisions. And I have to tell you now that the party is over, I'm so glad I sold myself on doing it the way that was really the way I wanted to do it. Why do I tell you all of this? I tell you all of this because today in this podcast episode, we are going to be talking about selling yourself on a better marriage, selling yourself on a marriage that you will actually love. And I think there are so many parallels to the experience of selling myself on this party that I loved for my daughter, as there are in you thinking about your own marriage and selling yourself on it being something that is better and something that you can love as well. So the definition of selling, right? We usually think of it in the marketplace of like people selling you things (laughs) and doesn't always have the best connotation. But for today, I looked it up and the definition that sort of inspired how I'm going to frame our conversation was to persuade someone on the merits of, right? So it's like positive persuasion. And I want to distill that down and give you my specific definition for this discussion today. And that is selling is saying yes to what you want most, which then leads you to take action in the right direction, right? So you're selling yourself. You're saying yes to what you want most. And then a byproduct of that 
is that you are naturally led to take action in that direction. And I think this is an important distinction because whenever we think about having a better marriage, I want to just bring your attention to the difference between what you really want the most versus what you think you can have, because there is a difference. And in order to sell yourself on a better marriage, you have to be constantly thinking about what you want the most versus what you think you can have, right? Even with this party, I just think about there was a a point in trying to pull everything together where it just didn't look like it was going to happen that I was going to be able to get Elsa live and in person. And it would have been so easy for me to just be like, well, you know, it's still COVID. There aren't as many party companies in operation doing things like this. And so I probably just need to let it go. And there was a part of me that was like, no, I really want this for her. And so when I allowed myself to focus on what I wanted the most, then I took action. I expanded my search. I followed up with companies that I didn't hear from before. I changed the time that we wanted her, right? That was part of the negotiation process to be able to get her there. So I took all the actions that moved me in the right direction to create the result that I wanted. This is operating in your life all the time for every area of your life. Today, obviously, we're going to be talking about marriage, but you could probably even find ways of like when you really focus on what you wanted the most, you took the action, you made the effort, you expended the energy to make that happen for yourself, right? So the first thing as we began this process of selling yourself on a better marriage is you have to define what a better marriage will be like for you. It's a very broad term, right? Even the idea of this podcast, loving your marriage again, that's very broad because it looks different for different people depending on what stage they're in in their actual marriage. So You want to think about, for you, does a better marriage look like arguing less? Is that what it entails? Does it mean being able to comfortably talk with your spouse and have conversations together? Does it look like doing fun things together, either as a couple or as a family? Does a better marriage look like you're operating as a team and you're able to like work together better to handle all of the responsibilities of your life. Does a better marriage mean deeper emotional connection? Are you feeling like you're friendly with each other, but there's no like deep bond where you feel connected emotionally, right? Where you can like share your fears, as well as your dreams, and feel like you'll be met with support and love and understanding. Or maybe a better marriage for you is in the realm of affection and physical intimacy, right? Maybe you haven't been intimate in a very long time, and that's something you really desire that you want to be a part of your marriage. So I want you to think about that for yourself. Like, what would a better marriage look like? And I actually have a podcast episode that could probably support you in this, 
It's episode 93, and it's five phases of making your marriage work. And it talks about the different stages and different phases you may be in and what is the next step that you want to focus your attention on to create a better experience in your marriage. So definitely rewind, go scroll through and find that episode 93. Okay. So for today, I want you to just like pause if you need to pause and identify specifically in your brain what a better marriage would look like for you. Because now what we're going to do is really break that down to how that appears in your day-to-day life, right? There's a difference between knowing that you want to feel closer and connected versus being able to sort of operationalize that from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep and to know that that has been achieved. And what I want to offer you in doing that is I want you to break it down by a day, like a 24-hour period. We can even call it like love your marriage day. What would it be like for you to wake up in the morning and love your marriage, right? So think about from the moment you wake up, right? Is your spouse in the bed with you? Or are they up doing something else? Maybe they're up cooking you breakfast. (laughs) I don't know. This is your day that you get to orchestrate and script it however you want it to be. So for many of the people I talk to, though, when they wake up, what they would love most is to, you know, have their husband in the bed with them, to look at each other, smile, even with that morning breath and say, good morning. How are you? Right? Like, just that connecting. How are you? Good morning. How did you sleep? Right? Maybe a nice little hug. And then they get up, right? They maybe are getting the kids ready together for school, you know, they're just working as a team. He's doing one thing, you're doing the next, right? Then you all go downstairs and pack up the lunches, eat some breakfast, you know, get the kids off to school, kiss each other goodbye, wish each other a good day. Maybe if you're working outside the home, I know many people are still working from home, but maybe you still do that and you go into your separate corners of your house, you know, to your offices to do your remote work, right? Maybe you're connecting through the day. Maybe your love marriage day involves texting. Hey, how's your day going? Hope you're having a good day. Or maybe it's like a quick phone call to like debrief the meeting you had, right? Where it's like, oh my gosh, I just got out of this like five hour meeting. It was so pointless, right? We'd love to have those type of conversations about work or, you know, exchanging a little gossip of what has happened in the day, right? Maybe you reunite at the end of your workday and you're happy to see each other. Maybe you give a hug and a kiss and you're genuinely grateful, right, to be back in each other's presence. You have dinner together. Dinner is delicious, whether you cooked it together, you cooked it yourself, or you ordered out, right? There's some teamwork there for the evening activities of like cleaning up the kitchen, washing the dishes, getting the kids off to bed. And then maybe you guys collapse on the couch together, watching TV or letting the TV watch you. Or maybe you decide to turn in early because you want to, you know, do the thing, (laughs) right? This is your marriage. So you get to 
you know, map out the day and what that looks like for you, right? And it's so important to just get a vision of this in your head. So that's the first thing. Got it? Got your better marriage picture. Because now what I'm going to offer you are three sort of concepts and ideas that are going to help you continue to sell yourself on this, right? These are the things that are going to help you continue to say yes to this because this is what I want the most. Again, selling yourself on it and then leads you to take action in the right direction to create that for yourself, right? So the first thing that you want to do is you want to be future focused, right? Because nine times out of 10, that ideal day is probably not 100% your reality. And I like to think about this future focus as the distinction between starting line mentality versus finish line mentality. I think I've talked about this in a previous podcast, but starting line mentality is where you are now. This is the starting line. This is what it is right now. And when you spend a lot of time focused on what is, typically you're focusing on it from a perspective of what's not working, what's not right, what's not really how you want it to be. This is your starting line. Versus finish line mentality is future focus. It's looking into the future about, well, this is what I want it to be. How do I create it? What do I need to do? What are the adjustments and shifts that need to take place within me so that what I'm wanting in the future is possible? And you want to spend as much time as you can thinking about the future, thinking about what's possible, thinking about what you want to be creating and what it is that you can be doing now to create that in the future versus getting stuck in the reality of where you are right now, okay? The second thing you want to do is you want to be focused on the benefits, right? You're familiar with the term of like a cost-benefit analysis. And when it comes to putting forth an effort or making adjustments or even transforming yourself, for the sake of this marriage that you want. Many people focus on the costs. They focus on how long it will take. They focus on how uncomfortable it might be to do that inner work, right? To like look at themselves and look at their issues and maybe even look at their childhood and try to heal some of that stuff or to look at the things in the marriage that have been really hard, that are uncomfortable to think about, talk about right? They may think about the cost in terms of an investment, right? Like, oh, we're going to have to utilize money to fix this, right? And so whenever you're focused on the cost of something, you're not focused on the benefits. And I can tell you from both personal experience and the experience of working with my clients that the benefits of creating the kind of marriage that you want always outweigh the cost always, right? Your marriage is priceless. There is no amount of money that compares to having an amazing marriage where you're getting along, where you're communicating well, where you're feeling connected, where you're operating together as a team, where you're feeling deeply emotionally intimate, where you're having that passionate love 
for each other. You cannot put a price on that. You cannot put a price on the sort of freedom that comes when you're able to address some of those emotional wounds. You literally go about your life having lifted a 10 ton weight off of your chest. And so to sell yourself in a better marriage, you have to be focused on the benefits. Why do you want to do this? What's in it for you to do this? What do you get on the other side of it? Right? I don't think there's anything in life that's worth having that you have in your life now that hasn't required something of you, whether that's your education or your profession or even your home, right? Everything that you are benefiting from now that you're experiencing the fruits of your labor has been worth it. And your marriage is no different. So you have to be focused on the benefits of doing this work, the benefits of making the effort, the benefits of doing it now versus later. That's a big one because I have a lot of couples that come to me years and years and years and years having struggled. And there's nothing like doing it now, right? You have to think about if I don't do anything now, where will I be? Where will I be in six months? If I just let it continue, where will I be in a year? Where will I be in two years? Versus thinking about if I start now, how much progress can I make? How much progress can I make by the end of the summer? How much progress can I make by the end of the year? How much progress can I make by this time next year? Okay, that's a combination of both the future focus and focusing on the benefits. And then the third thing that I want you to focus on is being faith focused, where that is finding reasons why it will work, right? This requires that you trust the process and have a belief that the process is doing what it needs to do. And for any of us, myself included, my hand is up here, right? who are sort of type A people and like to sort of know step by step and like to sort of like have their hands in things, this is an amazing area of growth, amazing opportunity for growth, right? So when you're faith-focused, it's this beautiful balance of trusting, trusting that things are unfolding the way they are supposed to, as well as sort of creating the space for things to work out, right? So for example, even in our own marriage, right? My husband started seeing a therapist as part of his work. And it was one of the things that as a leader of his department, he really wanted to sort of like reduce the stigma that many people have around utilizing mental health services. And so he decided, you know, what area of his life he wanted to get some improvements in, which when I heard it, I was like, oh, that's amazing. I love that for you. I love that for us, right? And me being the coach, right, as he would chat with me about his sessions, I found myself really needing to have faith in the process, And to trust that he was going to get exactly what he needed, that I didn't need to come in and like coach him 
on top of whatever his therapist was doing, right? I just had to trust that whatever led him to make this decision, whatever his motivation was for wanting to be an example for his department and his team, that this is something everybody can benefit from, no matter what you're struggling with. Like you don't have to have like major problems to see a therapist. You don't have to have major problems to see a life coach. It's just, you know, that you're focused on the future. You want some area of your life to be better and that there are professionals that have tools that can help you. And so I offer this to you because also when I work with couples, I see you individually, right? So like your husband is doing his work with me and you're doing your work with me. And of course, I want you to talk about it together, but it requires that you have faith in the process that you both are participating in together, right? That you don't have to sort of like influence me to coach him a specific way. You don't have to like come in and like tell him what he needs from his coaching experience with me. It's just hands off, hands off and trusting and doing what you need to do to position yourself to receive what it is you want, okay? So that requires that you have faith focus that it's working. Wherever we are, even though it may be challenging, even though we may not be making as much progress as I would like, because I want things quick, fast, and in a hurry, I still trust it. I'm having faith that we're doing the right thing and the right thing is unfolding for us, okay? So have you sold yourself yet? (laughs) Have you sold yourself on having a better marriage? When you focus on the future, you focus on the benefits, and you focus on having faith in the process, this will happen for you. And if you are ready for my help, my guidance, my process to be the pathway for you, then I want to invite you to schedule a complimentary call with me. You can go directly to my website, drshavon.com, click the work with me button, and you will be able to schedule a call directly into my calendar. I will meet you there. We will talk about your dream marriage. We will talk about this love your marriage day that you've created from listening to this podcast episode. And not only will we focus on the future, look at the benefits and create some faith in the process, but I'll also help you see what's been getting in the way. I have so many people that come to me having tried so many things that haven't worked. And I am like a ninja at looking at what you've been doing and being able to show you how some adjustments can make your effort and your energy so much more effective. So again, the way that we get started working together is you go directly to my website, drshavon.com, click the work with me tab, schedule your call, and then we'll take it from there, right? It has been an honor to share this episode with you on selling yourself on a better marriage. I'll be back with you next week. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.